0: I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. It is Monday, November 16th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world, joined by my co-host Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony. How was your weekend? It was actually not too bad. I uh, I did
1: work on Saturday, so really only had the one day, which was yesterday. Uh, got caught up on a couple of things since I was allowed to go out in public, and uh, got to watch some. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was a good day for football. It was kind of <laughs> one of those really awful days uh, for a lot of teams. So especially uh, someone like the Bron- like a Broncos fan like us. Not well, exactly a lot of fun, but if you were a Raiders fan or uh, a Patriot fan, well, you know there was there was some wins last night that uh, you know. I mean, I. Kind of thought the Raiders would win. The Broncos are not very good. No, but I did not expect a shellacking like
0: we got, So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not pretty. But uh, you know what? We'll call it a rebuilding year. Hopefully, we'll get a high draft pick uh, in the next uh, set of drafts, and then uh, maybe come back next year with a slightly better chance of actually winning yeah. some games. They could leave.
1: They could leave Coach Fangio out too. I'm good with that. I agree. I'm, I'm stating that on in pu- in public forum. I. I'm, I'm done with our coach. I've seen all I've wanted to see. It's kind of like a relationship. You get to that point where you're just like, you know,
0: I'm just good now. I, I don't need to see anymore. We're good. we're good here. It's funny you bring up relationships. So we're going to kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, have you ever screwed up a relationship so bad that you wish you could just go back in time and fix it?
1: Well, yeah, you you kind of do, but then you have to realize they should put yourself where you are. But this is where the the, the uh, you can't really go back. Uh, oh gosh, okay. Train of thought. Focus. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things I take from my marriage that I screwed up on, and uh, I've learned from them. I wish I knew what I know now. I knew then, and I could have made that a stronger probably better marriage but then again would i be where i'm at today probably not so everything works the way but definitely you have to learn and acknowledge that where you've made your mistakes
0: yeah yeah unfortunately once you've made them there's not much you can do about it
1: you can't undo yeah
0: unless you're this guy a russian Uh (laughs) a russian bride-to-be was found dead 5,500 miles from home Invest- Yikes. Investigators would soon learn Anna Rapkina was unwittingly caught in a love triangle and that her fiance frantically oh, researched time travel after her death, writing what? to strangers on WhatsApp. <laughs> Best friend made a mistake. I want to go back to keep from losing the woman that should be my wife. In 2016. Oh, stop. <laughs> Repkina was a 26 year old Moscow native who loved rock music and cats and had a fun sense of humor. She had recently gone through a breakup with her boyfriend of seven years. In search of love, what's she, her
1: What's her favorite movie, Back to the Future?
0: I don't know about her. Time but Traveler? His um, might well, have been. The
1: guy, Yes, the guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hot tub time machine. In, yes. search of, in search of love, she decided to join some online dating sites. She thought she'd found what she was looking for when she met William Hargrove, a 26-year-old Oregonian who happened to f- have an affinity for all things Russian. Their online re- relationship quickly took off and Repkina decided to fly to the United States to meet her new love interest in person and spend the Christmas holidays with him in Oregon. Oregon. Why did it say Oregon? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, because everything was like both Austonian and Moscowian and Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, after a
0: whirlwind 10-day trip, Repkina oh re- returned to Russia with a souvenir, an engagement ring from Hargrove. She made plans to pack up her life in Russia, move to Oregon, and plan her wedding. What Repkina wasn't planning on was meeting Hargrove's secret girlfriend. Secret lover. <laughs> a number of things happened. Obviously, she passed away, but in the days after Repkina's death, Hargrove exhibited exhibited some peculiar... God, words are hard this money. This well, morning that's a hard, this money? A
1: hard article of names, man.
0: <laughs> Exhibited some rather peculiar behavior. Hargrove went on a bizarre internet deep dive. He is researching time travel, said Detective Chris Dale. He saved screenshots of web pages that show how to do a particular spell to travel back in time. And we all see communication through WhatsApp in which he's trying to ask for help and how to travel back in time. Hargrove said he wanted to correct a horrible mistake that his best friend made. He was so desperate to get this information on time travel that he offered his soul as a reward to strangers on the Internet who might be able to help him. (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: Wow, Uh, That one, by far, is the absolute best story we've kicked off any of the shows. This was wild. Um, Sir, all you need is... One point twenty-one gigawatts, and then you could time travel. I mean, it just it makes it easy. All you have to do is meet a guy named Doc, and then uh, get a DeLorean,
0: get up to eighty-eight miles an hour.
1: Yeah, you need some uh, grade A plutonium, and uh, you know, just make sure you don't cross the
0: (laughs) the Libyans.
1: Yeah, the Libyans, and uh, you'll be fine. (laughs) Wow, what a crazy story! Yeah, and those names, man, you kept saying like. Rakina Matata or Rakishi and Harbaugh and Oregon and in the and my country. What they do is I uh, I go back in time. Best friend kill bitch, I go back and no big deal. I scratch itch, I fix things. Uh my soul is online on Reddit, you can follow me on Twitch. No
0: big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this had a mad lib of everything from time travel oh my to God, selling your soul right. to uh Russian brides. It's it, crazy that this is actually real life
1: right how do i follow that with my segment i mean that legit was just a wild ride (laughs) like mr toads
0: well you know what that just goes to show the quality (laughs) of programming that we have for you today it's a wonderful show let's talk about today's show shall we briefly i hate mondays hate them therefore i decree from this day forward there will be no more mondays as we do on Thank Mondays. God. Could there no, be no more Mondays? That'd be right. Oh, that would be great. But since there is Mondays, we've got to do this show. And as we do on Mondays, we've got Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. We have a segment called, I've Got a Bad Feeling About This. Our call-in topic today is in real life celebrity encounters. We have mm-hmm. another edition of Whatever Happened to the Cast of... Well, you've got to stay tuned to find out who we're talking about. We have This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, November 16th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, -day seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you sold your soul to go back in time to save your Russian mail-order bride from being murdered. You never know. You can call and leave us a message on the Phoenix Line. That number 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news.
1: Good morning, everybody. Now, before I get into the Filippo Fast Five, so that sound bite that always rolls us into the entertainment news, uh, my uh, niece, Annabella, sent me a trailer for one of her cool action spy movies with her and her brother, Anders. And uh, when that sound kicked off, I instantly, I was like, is it entertainment, too? Is it entertainment news time? <laughs> I had no idea that was the intro for one of the Apple trailers.
0: Is it really? All right. <laughs> That's where that sound
1: came from. Yeah, because I was like, Whoa. oh, it's time for entertainment news. But uh, great trailer, sweetie, by the way. I know you're watching. Or maybe you should be watching because you should be doing remote learning. Anyways, mm-hmm. I digress. It's the Filippo Fast 5 for a Monday, November 16th. Wedding Crasher sequel is in the works. Vince Vaughn, during his uh, junket for his new movie, Freaky, confirmed that Owen Wilson and himself are set to return. No details for the plot has been given or cast, but other than he has confirmed that they are coming back to crash some more weddings, Uh, my only hope is Will Ferrell is back to crash some more... uh, Funerals. um, (laughs) Some funerals. I hope his ma is still making meatloaf, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great movie. I don't know how well a sequel is going to be. It doesn't, but I like the dynamic of Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. So uh, this could be pretty entertaining. So
0: hey. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I, I hey, it's not the worst idea for a sequel. That's for that's sure. That's true. Um, <clears throat> it looks like the man who pulled Sylvester Stallone. This is where it would be really great if Ryan was still on the show. He does a bitch in Stallone voice. Yeah. Um, So the same man that's bringing Sylvester Stallone into the MCU is doing the same thing for the DCEU. Sly himself revealed via a since-deleted Instagram video uh (laughs) that he is on his way to do a little work on James Gunn's highly anticipated The Suicide Squad. No word yet on what role he might entail, but given the fact that the filming officially wrapped in February and that Stallone and his post claim to have already seen the film one can assume it's a tiny part similar to what he did in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Stallone, you spoiled it, buddy. And I, I spoiled it here. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Hey, know <laughs> uh, what? I'm a suicide This is I do. I don't know quit. It's not near as good as Ryan's, but there you go. That was my crappy on the fly hey, Stallone it was, impersonation. It, it was passable. Yeah, it was better than... Sometimes it can be, because it can be really bad. (laughs) Um, What's not bad is the cast of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunited for an HBO Max special a couple months ago to celebrate the series' 30th anniversary. Now that reunion has a release date and a trailer courtesy of Fresh Prince himself, Will Smith. On Friday, Will Smith dropped the trailer and addressed on his Instagram page uh, the news that Fresh Prince uh, Bel-Air reunion will premiere this week in just... Three days on HBO Max, uh, November nineteenth. The trailer is really cool. It's it's got the uh, the cast obviously, except James Avery who played Uncle Phil. He's passed away. He's also the voice of Shredder. Which yeah, is he was cool to learn. Um, <clears throat> but uh, they do have they do celebrate him on the show or on this reunion, so that's good. And then uh, I wish they wouldn't have spoiled it, so I'm gonna spoil it again for you. There's both Aunt Viv's are there, and they're gonna explain why one Aunt Viv left and they replaced her with another Aunt Viv. But it was cool to see them both with Will, and uh, I really liked that show, so uh, I'm quite excited to see the reunion special. I, I don't anticipate it to be the greatest thing in the world, but for it to get its own special on HBO Max, again... This is the streaming network I was making fun of in May. They're they're putting
0: out some really good stuff. So uh, finally, they are. Yeah,
1: finally. Are. Yeah, it's getting the it's finally getting the the bugs worked out, which is nice. Yep. So uh, something you you'd probably be watching.
0: Oh, most definitely.
1: All right, cool. Um, one show I don't know if you've watched. I watched a couple episodes and I wasn't quite hooked, but uh, Space Force on Netflix. Same he didn't here. Received the best reviews upon its release this year. But that's not stopping Netflix from renewing the comedy series for a second season. Production on the second season of Space Force, which was created by Greg Daniels and Steve Carell, is expected to kick off in Vancouver next year. Uh, Did you watch the show?
0: I got, again, about halfway through. it, It had some funny stuff, but at the same time, it wasn't great.
1: Yeah, it didn't grip me. Now, it was there was a couple of things that seemed like a home run for me. Steve Carell, Greg Daniels. You're taking the elements of The Office and you're putting it in space. You're setting it in a fictional town in Colorado. You got Lisa Kudrow in there. So you got some heavy hitters and some great writers. But I feel the same way as you. It, nothing gripped me enough to want to go back. It's one of those shows where I watched it and I go, oh, that's cool. And then I looked at a shiny object and I never went back. So. <laughs> You know, but kudos if you are a fan watching the show and you liked us, uh, uh, Space Force. Well, it's coming back, so that's a good thing. And there you go. Sometimes the second season finds its wheels. So you know, sometimes because the Office was like that for me. The first season wasn't the greatest; it was okay, and then it got really funny. They got really bad,
0: but <laughs> you know what's funny is I find that to be the case with most Greg Daniels shows. So uh, the Office. Parks and Rec, Brooklyn 9 yeah, the first
1: season was rough to get through. A couple of that was.
0: Yeah, but second season is where they start to take off. So maybe that'll be the case here.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And lastly, in the Filippo Fast Five, it's really taken up the whole segment, hasn't it? Jeez, because yep. i stretched them. <laughs> I don't even know if I should call them Fast Fives anymore. Uh, the uh, astronauts uh, sent off to uh, Space Station X on a rocket for a mission to the International Space Station. NASA astronauts Mike Hopkins, Shannon Walker, Victor Glover, and Japanese astronaut Sochi Naguchi reached orbit after a 12-minute ride to space yesterday. The crewed flight is the second for SpaceX Dragon's capsule and the first since NASA officially certified the small spacecraft. To, uh, spacecraft. I said crap. I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, it's a carry people. I I love this. In, in a world like right now in 2020 where everything's so doom and gloom and there's everything's so political and all that. Sad stuff. To still think that people are still wanting to explore space, we're still putting together programs, and and the fact that NASA, you know, has found a way to get their name in on that because there is still dreamers that want to go out there and find it, and I, I find that really fascinating.
0: Very well, cool. Not only that, but SpaceX, you know, they're actively trying to get people back to the moon, and then obviously from there get people to Mars, which could potentially happen in our lifetime, which would be amazing to see
1: it would and i mean i'm sorry guys that was your Filippo fast five but i really stretch it and i really have a ton of things to talk about today so uh we're just gonna make this one big lumpy exciting thing it's flowing nicely i feel it's all right uh the box office as we know um has come back to life kind of this weekend as we have a new movie that is the the tops and Uh, I'm going to ask you here in a second uh, if I can get my page to load. I just jinxed it and said everything was uh, flowing (laughs) nicely. Well, um, I can't get it to load right this second, but uh, Freaky, the new Vince Vaughn movie from uh, the director of Happy Death Day, um, has uh, taken the number one spot at the box office to the surprise of no one. I mean, that uh, movie is uh, brand spanking new. Basically, the premise of it is Vince Vaughn. Um, is a serial killer and he goes to stat. He has this knife and he goes to kill this girl. And then it's like a Freaky Friday thing. They swap and then he becomes the girl and the girl's stuck in the killer and uh, comedy horror. Um, while I get this page to load to tell you how much it made, uh, why don't you tell us a, a quick little review on it since you saw it?
0: Yeah, saw it over the weekend. It was a lot of fun at first was a little confused why they didn't release it before Halloween, because obviously it fits into there very well. Well, you, come to find out that it was released on friday the 13th it is a play on freaky friday so you got freaky friday the 13th uh but it's more christopher landon fun you know christopher landon did happy death day happy death day to you taking these sort of classic movie tropes and then uh twisting them to a horror theme and you've got that perfect mix of comedy and horror and uh you know vince vaughn being vince vaughn which is uh you know What more could you ask for? So had a lot of fun at the movie. It's, you know, it's not an Oscar nom type movie, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to just go out and watch something mindless for about two hours.
1: That is awesome. So what we'll do is I'll tell you, it made uh, 3.7. So that's good. I mean, it's not a lot of money it brings in, but, you know, keeping these, uh, you know, I think it's AMC and Cinemark trying to keep what's left regal already bailed but uh, yeah. and uh, there's still alamo out there we want to make sure that these don't die so this is good um to round out the top 10 let him go brought in 1.8 the war with grandpa still kicking at number three uh come play number four honest thief number five tenant number six guardians of the galaxy popped back in there number seven True to the Game 2, Christian's favorite movie, number eight. <laughs> uh, Toy Story, number nine. And Santa, I know him. Elf is number 10. Uh, that's your box office report. And you know what? That is going to be today's entertainment report. We got to roll on into the birthdays. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Oh, man. This, this was yesterday's birthday, but I got to add him in there.
0: Yeah, you gotta get in your grandstand and, and your hotdogging,
1: don't you, yeah? Yes, we do. The Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah. birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah, would've. I don't know how old he would've been, but uh, it was his birthday. <laughs> uh, happy heavenly birthday, Randy. Uh, look at this photograph. This rock star is an animal, and he likes the way your pants look around your feet. Mr. <laughs> Nickelback Chad Kroger is 46. Uh, Here's the story of a popular Colorado Rocky, number 27. Trevor Story is now 28. The non-funny guy and probably one of our least favorite comedians on this show, uh, he texted some girl named Cassie Davis uh, to break up with her. uh, Pete Davidson, he's 26. (laughs) My realtor Annie Schneider's doppelganger, Missy Pyle, is 47. 47. The man who made Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong, and we might as well call Mr. Nintendo. Oh, gosh. Shigeru Miyamoto is 67. I'm sure I flipped out his name. Uh, Rachel Dawes, a.k.a. Jake Gyllenhaal's sister Maggie, is 42. Uh, Rob Zombie Guitarist Piggy D is 44. And uh, no big deal, sexy white teeth. Uh, Oh, wait, this is a ripoff, dude. Juan Pablo Gill, have no idea who he is. I just wanted to do a Juan Pablo. It's 33. Those are your birthdays for November 16th. Happy, happy birthday. Awesome entertainment segment. See you after the break.
0: <laughs> Folks, when we come back, it is Monday. We do Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. After these messages, we'll be right back. everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Phoenix media radio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, November 16th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony. San Filippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Monday, and as we do on Mondays, Tony is here to take us through Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. Ah! <laughs>
1: it's always good, you know. Like, I I got to be careful not to vamp too much on this. I'll eat up the whole segment like I did the last one. I, <laughs> yeah, could I talk? Uh, but this segment, yeah, is called Silly Silly rabbit, this bit's for kids. And you know, kids have a knack for asking truly unique questions. Christian, I know you got your two boys. I'm sure they asked you the most random stuff and you're just like, you have, I'm sure you give them smart witty answers as well. Um, So I'm sure you can get creative. Well, today's topic is going to be just that. It's no surprise that some of these parents were asked some unique questions and they had some witty responses. So uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead here and I'll share a few of silly questions. Kids have asked their parents. All right. Uh, right,
0: I'm Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, Allie here. Uh, my kids asked me what I used to play on my iPad when I was a kid. And I told them I used to let Elmer's glue dry on my hands and peel it off for fun. <laughs> they then stared at me blankly.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Cause we've all done it. You know, we've all been there and done that, but uh I love the videos where they take kids that are, you know, anywhere from seven to, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and they put like a Game Boy in their hand and just let them try and figure it out.
1: Oh yeah. Those I love those types of videos. Or the ones where um <laughs> one of my favorite ones was the kids. They they threw uh kids listen to Motley Crue and they're like, What is this? Right. Like, who is this? <laughs> and sometimes you get like one kid that's like, I like it. It's it's just pretty cool to, to see because it's stuff like we we know about it, but right. obviously yeah. their little minds they don't. Yeah. So,
0: and then they've but, always had iPads and iPhones and things like that.
1: Oh yeah, could not you us. imagine uh, the technology we have today, man? That makes that Game Boy look like a big pile of crap. that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> although the Game Boy was great, it was wonderful for the time. Oh, so maybe that twenty twenty, but uh, it was some good stuff. Yeah. Uh James Breakwell at the AKA the exploding unicorn. My 3-year-old daughter asked, if I eat a leprechaun, will my poop turn green? That mystery will keep me awake tonight.
0: <laughs> I don't know about a leprechaun, but if you eat a whole bunch of tricks, which obviously the segment is named after, yes, your poop will turn green.
1: Yeah, it's rainbow colored. Confirmed yep. as a my sister did as a kid. I'm going to embarrass her right now. When we were little kids, we were at the Topaz Canal. And uh, she took a she took a dookie, and we always call it the infamous rainbow turd. <laughs> it was great.
0: Uh, I <laughs> still love- remember
1: it. We were kids, but that's something I still like to tease her in front of her wife. Yeah, a, remember that time you uh, pulled the unicorn and uh, <laughs> and you pooped? Uh, I obviously cuss, but you pooped out a uh, rainbow log there.
0: <laughs> Gotta love artificial colors added to food.
1: Got it, man. Yeah. But I totally remember that as a kid. It was wild because I'm like, well, mine doesn't look like that. Uh this was actually, believe it or not, on the list, Ryan Reynolds, the Ryan Reynolds, that you could follow on Twitter at Van, Van City Reynolds, which you sh- totally should. He's totally a he hilarious. To follow. But on our six AM walk, my daughter asked where the moon goes each morning. I let her know it's in heaven visiting Daddy's Freedom.
0: Uh, like he's giving
1: it a serious answer only to say visiting daddy's freedom
0: (laughs) leave it up to ryan reynolds to uh, start going down one road and then taking a sharp right turn
1: yeah exactly i love it uh sarah says stop um my daughter asked me if cheese is a vegetable so yeah she's an optimist
0: yeah you know, yeah. cheese is one of the important food groups, along with the sugar group and the bread group and the meat yes. group.
1: And why is it that all the stuff that's so damn good is the stuff that's really not the best for you? Although there could be worse things than cheese. I love cheese. So. Oh, I do too. Now, yeah. certain cheese. If it's craft cheese, mm,
0: no. That's not cheese. <laughs> no, that stuff. <laughs> that's bad. Ed- edible plastic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> some of these names. Hey Jesse on Twitter says, "My four-year-old asked me if I'd fit in a trunk, and suddenly being put in a nursing home doesn't sound so bad." <laughs> uh, what
0: size is the trunk? I guess is the question.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't see. That's kind of the sad thing. They don't. They don't ask the kids what they mean. They just take it whatever is asked of them, and then that's their sarcastic response. Uh, we got Simon Holland here on Twitter who says. My daughter asked me what marriage was like, and I nodded. And I said, that sounded great. Then she asked me if I was even listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good response to something. If you want to get out of an awkward question your kid asked you, or you just want to be silly, <laughs> what is life? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not only that, but that is the perfect response for how is marriage. You know, because most of it is, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, yep, that's great. huh
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, babe. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to get in trouble when I was married, uh, but, like, uh, she, she'd she vent about a day or something, and that was the thing. Uh-huh. Oh, that sucks. <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah. <laughs> are you
1: listening, or are you playing Call of Duty?
0: Both. Uh-huh. I can do both. I can multitask. Get the package! What, what? <laughs> okay. I digress. Jennifer
1: Liza... Uh, and Twitter says, my four-year-old asked why we are the only people who live in our house. And now I'm nervous. I'm in a horror movie.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we found out that we have our squatter, Jeff, who lives up in the, uh, attic and, uh, apparently sings beach boy songs. Cause when I'm not around, Jesse, uh, Randomly hears Beach Boy songs. I think she's uh, having a little too much cabin fever with this whole COVID lockdown, working from home, and she <laughs> won't leave the house for days at a time. So. She's
1: in there with the rabbits. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't <laughs> our, it be nice? And would it be nice?
0: And our attic, <laughs> our attic squatter Jeff. My name's That's Jeff.
1: Inc- <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be good if I had that button handy. <laughs> huh? I always, usually do because it's my favorite sound bite. My name's Jeff. Rachel Sobel here on Twitter. My daughter just asked me if my boobs were ever round. In case you're wondering about some of the ways motherhood crushes your soul, (laughs) they're probably like hot dogs now, you know? Right? (laughs) Flapjacks. Let's just just stretch them down.
0: Flapjacks, mommy.
1: Were they ever round?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Knee knockers. Oh, yeah. So many names for him.
1: poor Rachel, and hers is actually kind of funny. Wine and cheese. It's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Seeks says Love Shack just came on, and my sat my son asked, "Is that John Mulaney?" I'm crying.
0: <laughs> I, I assume it's uh, the comedian John Mulaney, and uh, yeah, yeah, he does sound yeah, a lot they, like uh, oh, what's his name from. Uh, <laughs> they must have seen the video
1: to ask that. Like, I don't think you just listen. Right. Or, unless John Malik, give me that jute box money, <laughs> Rock Lobster. <sighs> I'm sorry. How do people like the B 52s, man? I don't know.
0: How do you make an entire career out of just saying words in funny tones? Well, I yeah. guess, I guess you, <laughs> you sort of do that tone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rock Lobster. <laughs> I digress. Let's see. We got Mark the Cat Whisperer. I got time maybe for one, yeah. or two more. My four-year-old daughter asked me, what is even the point of boys? All they do is play, and I'm still working on my response. Because <laughs> it is true, you know? I, that doesn't change, sweetheart. It doesn't change. Nope, nope. And we'll close on a funny note, and then we'll be done with this segment because it's always a good one, and there's a lot I could always go through. Marcy G., Says, my toddler asked me to give her chicken nuggets a checkup. After giving all the nuggets a medical exam, I realized my toddler was asking for ketchup. <laughs> Not, Not a checkup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids, man, they do say the damnedest things.
0: That they do. Well, folks, that does it for Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. When we come back, uh, we've got our next segment. I've got a bad feeling about this, I've got a great feeling about the segment. But regardless, come back. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. We're heading to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show for Monday, November 16th. But don't fret, we still got plenty ahead with our second hour, including our interactive portion of the show today's topic is in real life celebrity encounters however if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows well it's easy enough to do so head over to phoenixmedia.us click on the show's link scroll on down to the christian phoenix radio show from there you can get video you can get audio as well or head over to wherever you get podcasts apple google stitcher spotify anchor breaker TuneIn, iheart about 20 and all While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, uh, which we've titled, i got a bad feeling about this. We're talking about premonitions. Tony, have you ever had a premonition that uh, something was going to go bad, just something in your gut, maybe not a final destination type premonition, but just something that wasn't going to go right, you decided not to do it or or whatever it is, and then come to find out that uh, if you had gone through with whatever it was, it would not have worked out so well for you. Oh, I'm sure I have.
1: Uh, Usually, (laughs) I would always tie it. I work so much, it's usually with work, you're like, oh, God, it's going to be one of those days. Uh, But as far as bad things were, actually, yes, I do have one, and I don't mean it to be like tragic or anything. So didn't have a bad feeling about it, but kind of got So it's not really a premonition. It was um, the night of the uh, Luxor or that shooting in Vegas from Mandalay Bay um we were actually supposed to fly into las vegas that night um and that big shooting happened um and we were actually staying right over there at the luxor um and uh we didn't know what was going on it was just we were woken up to a you know uh mike woke us up and was like hey there's something weird going on in vegas and he even says how weird feeling i don't know what the hell is going on Well, it turns out the shooting, now we actually should have been there. We were going to take an earlier flight that would have gotten us there. So kind of just weird how that worked out. But that's probably the only, like, real big thing, like, that just we ended up not taking that flight. That's, I guess, kind of the thing. We didn't have a weird premonition. We were just like, no, let's just get our sleep. We'll take the flight in the morning versus the night flight. So had we taken the night flight we would have been flying in right during all
0: that right so. yeah and who would have known how that that would have panned out now yeah. uh, speaking of flights uh, a friend of ours darren uh back in 2011 so here in northern nevada we have the reno air races uh, great event happens every year you know they've got everything from you know classic world war ii planes to uh uh you know army demonstrations to the actual air races themselves in any case in 2011 he was there uh, with his family and uh, they're sitting there and and he goes you know what let's take off you know I I, I'm not feeling good I I, let's you know let's get out of here and and something's just not right well he gathers up his family they take off well uh, not 20 minutes after they leave was when the giant crash into the stands happened And it happened to be right where he was sitting. So if he and his family were still sitting there, if he didn't get that weird feeling and take off, he wouldn't be here to talk about it today. So that's what we're talking about is. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 People who've had premonitions, you know, whether it's it's life saving or not, um, you know, it's just a weird thing that happens. I got a bad feeling about this. For instance, uh, this user Robin Teresa says, Years ago, I was leaving work and stopped to say goodbye to my supervisor. She just stood there looking at me with a weird expression on her face for a moment before wishing me a good weekend. The next day, I got into a hit-and-run accident on my bike, but I wasn't too badly injured. When I went to give my paperwork to her, she said she knew that something bad was going to happen to me. She had tried to tell me to be careful that day, but physically could not. On top of that, my grandmother, who was on a vacation at that time, said she knew she shouldn't have gone because she had a feeling someone was going to be in an accident, too. So, yeah, you know, it's, again, if you have that feeling, maybe it's best to say something as opposed to, uh, you know, just sort of keeping it to yourself and then (laughs) watching what happens in the aftermath. So, moving on with... I got a bad feeling about this anonymous flower sig said a few weeks before we were set to move into our new house i had a dream that we were going to move into a different house that was bigger and better i didn't believe it though because my dad was almost done buying the one we had seen about a week later the deal fell through and we started looking at houses again imagine my surprise when one of the houses we were shown was the exact one in my dream i hadn't even been to that neighborhood before so it wasn't like i dreamt something that i have seen my dad of course ended up buying it In that case, it worked out to be a good thing. So uh, I don't know about having a bad feeling. uh, You know, nothing wrong with uh, ending up with a a bigger, better house, um, especially if it's something that comes to you in a dream.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, too. Um, I always used to have this weird dream of this house that I used to go to as a kid. It like it would show up in all my dreams it was really weird so for a while when i'd go home to carson i'd always drive by the house and i'd kind of stare at it. i'm like what is the significance of this house <laughs> um it hasn't appeared in a long time but man it was like the elm street house man. right that damn thing would show up all the time i was always there uh mike uh, he he did uh, text me during and he said uh he woke up and had a really weird feeling that night that something was wrong after only an hour of sleep. Then he turned on the news to see where it was happening and we happened to be right there. So Mike had a bad feeling about that, whereas I just kind of woke up to it and I was like, Good. and that was the crazy thing that we all talked about uh, taking that earlier flight that night mm-hmm. and we were just like, nah, we already paid for the hotel. We were being kind of cheap, you know, because it's like <laughs> we were we had the itch to get to Vegas to go have a fun weekend but we had already paid for this hotel by the airport so we we kind of just like ah we'll just take the flight but we did take we talked about taking that 10 o'clock one and uh you know it's crazy to see that mike uh, had a bad feeling about that because that was such a weird weird night it was a fun night for Mm -hmm. us but it was weird and then it was devastating and you know what vegas has been kind of cursed for me ever since every vegas trip i've planned since then has fallen through. There's been something that's caused it not to happen.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm glad you guys didn't take that flight that night. But uh, continuing on with... I got a bad feeling about this. You have uh, user Amanomarsir06 says, when I was 13... Amanamarth." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: Vikings break the shield. (laughs) The hala
0: Yeah, I don't think they're chiming in on BuzzFeed, but uh, in any case, (laughs) when I was 13, I had dreamt that I was in a random trailer park when a tornado hit. Everything went berserk and I woke up really sick. It was around four in the morning and I ended up going to the hospital. That night, I turned on the news in the the hospital room and learned there was a super bad tornado at a trailer park in Illinois. Since then, I've had other weird premonitions, several hinting at a pandemic, but only when I'm sick. And uh, too bad uh, Amon Marth couldn't give us a heads up on what was going on today, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go, you Viking. I like the word berserk. Yeah. It's just great, you know. Me for love that clock. Because I had to censor it. Berserker. Would you like to? Berserker. <laughs> Thank, you like
0: <laughs> Thank you for keeping it. metal.
1: Goes like metal.
0: Thank you for keeping it PG-13, Todd.
1: Yeah, absolutely, buddy.
0: All right. Let's... I just
1: went silent.
0: <laughs> let's move on with I got a bad feeling about this a couple of years ago, I had lunch with my sister and our friend let's call him Dan. I left to go I to did. the bathroom, came back, and said, "Dan, so what was with this you were saying about uh, your wife being pregnant? I thought you guys didn't want to have any more kids. They looked at me like I was bat s crazy. Apparently, we were not having this discussion, but I swear to God we were before I left the table. A couple weeks later, my boyfriend at the time got a call from Dan saying his wife was pregnant. Ooh. And obviously, uh, it doesn't sound like it was planned. I didn't know you were
1: going to hit a soundbite at the same time, too. Because yeah, I right. don't have that awesome, scary one. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so and it's I, funny because... I had just the humorous uh, prices, right? I was in.
0: Depending on who you uh, are talking to, uh, a pregnancy is a good thing. In this case, she had a... I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: maybe next time you should wrap that rascal, young lady.
0: All right. All right. Let's <laughs> close things out uh, with uh, soka says my family planned Ah-so-ka-tano. to go to a hotel for the weekend when my dad said we shouldn't because something bad was going to happen. He had a dream that I died, but my ghost was still hanging around there. My mother decided we were going anyway because it was just a bad dream. That weekend, I got stuck underwater and pretty much drowned. I wasn't breathing and my heart stopped. I woke up on the way to the hospital. Ooh, that is quite freaky. Uh,
1: the drowning, one of the worst, one of my biggest fears was to go.
0: Yep. Yeah, no thank you. But what is a yes thank you is we still have an hour ahead, so when we come back, we have our interactive portion of the show in real-life celebrity encounters. Folks, don't go anywhere. Take a potty break. Listen to the news. Potty! We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
1: Here goes the last
0: DJ You are see it Gentlemen I wash my hands of this weirdness Welcome back folks to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix radio show It is Monday, November 16th laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world still joined by my co-host tony sanfilippo tony it looks like you got your uh, smoothie back in the nick of time and uh yeah that was the fastest seven minute break like i didn't do anything different
1: than i normally do to make a smoothie and then all of a sudden because uh, i go downstairs and all i have is my earbuds in so i can hear when the music kicks on or you'll give me a text well I applied to like one message, made the smoothie, and then also the music kicked on. I go, is this a mistake? And I looked, I go, Holy crap, where did time go? But then again, it's like everything this morning. I kind of feel it's not a bad thing. I you typically want your day if you're working, you're entertaining, if it's going by quick, either times just you're just that you're having you're just not noticing or you're I don't know just yeah. go fast now i need that premonition for my other job later i need it to go just as fast if not faster than this
0: <laughs> well i'll keep you in mind for my yeah. premonitions and, and and uh spiritual yeah, will that's, to go that's, out and,
1: that's nine and a half hours on paper oh buddy, it does not sound enticing at all
0: no and with as fast as the seven minutes went nine and a half hours unfortunately will not go that fast no no. <laughs> but, folks, we are here now. It is all about you. This is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and the watchers, which is why we prompt you to call in the day before with the call in topic of jazz. The day. <laughs> to the Phoenix Line. Phoenix Line is 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336 4973. Today, we are talking about in real life celebrity encounters. Now, Tony, I know you've had your fair share. Uh, Any particular story you wanna share of uh, a celebrity encounter you had that uh, was either just amusing or inspirational or anything at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The very first celebrity I actually ever encountered, and I've probably told this on the show at some point, um, was uh, Kenny Loggins. And uh, I was at the Reno airport, and uh ran into my uh best well one of my best friends at the time andrew nixon's mom she was she was like uh she was right in front of me and she turned around she goes, or a couple people in front of me ironically enough i ran into her and her husband dennis and we were talking and then she goes oh my god do you know she goes i cannot believe who's right behind you and i said oh Who's behind me? And I look. And she goes, "It's Kenny Loggins," and he's staring at us. And obviously, he hears her say, "It's Kenny Loggins." And I just go, "The footloose guy," <laughs> like instead of like I know he sings Danger Zone. He saying a lot of '80s soundtrack stuff, and he's just like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> and, and that was it. So I met Kenny Loggins. Just he was literally right behind me. Um, that was that was my first one. Uh, probably the coolest celebrity i've ever met though that a lot of people don't know and i don't know if you can see on the screen i will point it's very tiny there's a picture of me and a celeb right there one of the coolest ones i ever met was kevin smith uh silent bob uh michael and i went down and we uh went to go see his uh i guess his it's not really a comedy stand-up he just does a show and he and he kind of does comedy but there's other things he talks about and and stuff it's just like an evening with kevin smith it's a
0: live podcast basically
1: yeah so we went we watched it and at the end you know we kind of were like yeah we should wait a couple minutes and just see if maybe he we we encounter him and you know what we totally did he came out this back alley door we saw him he was super nice to us like he was not weirded out that we had crossed we're like hey kevin how's it going he goes hey fellas how are you doing and (laughs) like Michael had a a Dogma DVD, a special edition, ready to go just in case we met Kevin. Uh, He signed it, and, uh, you know, he took pictures with us, and he was the nicest guy. It was just me, Michael, and, like, two other people. Like, no one else waited for Kevin or anything like that, and we took it by chance. We're like, maybe we'll get to meet Silent Bob, you know. He was such a big, uh, one of my favorites. He still is. Uh, but, I, but you know, in the late 90s, the view is skew thing, man, I, I lived by those movies. So uh, to meet Kevin Smith and for him to actually be super cool, he was very nice, not annoyed with us. He hung outside autographs. He shot the breeze. He talked. He told the stories. And he was saying how he just was excited to see uh, that's when The Last Jedi was coming out. Okay. so. He's like, I hadn't seen the Last Jedi yet, so if you effers, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> any of you saw that movie, don't spoil that for me. He goes, I need to go see that s, and uh, he was he was off to go see it. So um, real cool experience. So I'd say Kevin Smith was probably my favorite celebrity encounter that I've had.
0: Yeah, he's always very gracious. I've seen him a couple times and, uh, you know, always hangs out, takes time to chat. And, you know, I think he's kind of like us, you know, just grew up a fan of things and then realized that when he became famous, you know, he wasn't going to be one of those jerks who brushes people off. He's going to take time and, and, uh, you know, hang out with the fans that were fans of his. And so uh, super cool, super gracious guy. Uh, But we're going to do this. We're going to head into our break giving you guys the chance to chime in with your in real life celebrity encounters on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio. Just click into the live video and comment there. And uh, when we come back, I will share one of my celebrity encounters. So folks don't go anywhere. When we come back, it's all about you. See you guys in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash media radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, November 16th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic the interact portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys go ahead and head over to our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with a k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r click into the live video and comment in there with your real life celebrity encounters now uh before the break we got tony's uh run-in with kevin smith ended up being a cool guy i've got countless stories that i could give yeah i i spent a lot of time in southern california uh i worked for a car company that uh, had me dealing with a lot of celebrities but uh, this one story in particular has nothing to do with that was actually at an applebee's in orange county and uh had to use the restroom got up went into the men's restroom and uh Uh, For the ladies out there, the men's restroom is typically a a quiet zone. There's not a lot of chit-chat going on. You walk up to the urinal, you're you're not talking with the person next to you, unless, you know, it's somebody you know, a friend, whatever it might be, but certainly not strangers. In any case, standing up there at the urinal, doing my business, and somebody walks up to the urinal to the right of me, take a glance over, and it happens to be uh, Slayer guitarist Carrie King, which... uh, Kerry King, if you've ever seen him, is one of the scariest-looking human beings on Earth. He is a giant, bald... It's big. funny,
1: you can't see it, but I even have a picture of him. Where You'd have to really zoom in. He's where my finger is. I actually got him on my wall right there.
0: <laughs> Very cool. He's got this giant beard, and then he has this tattoo that runs from his hand all the way up his arm to the back of the neck into the back of his head. And, uh, yeah, again, scary-looking dude peeing next to him at the urinal, look over him like, holy crap, Kerry King. Of course, I say this out loud. He looks over just sort of a side glance and I go, ah, big fan. He gives me a little bit of a nod. We finish our business, head out, wash our hands, of course, go back. And then uh, a couple minutes later, I'm sitting there and uh, the waitress brings over a beer and uh, says, oh, it's from uh, the guy over here at the bar. Look up and uh, Kerry King, you know, Holds up his beer, gives me a little nod, and basically bought a fan a, a beer and and never said a single word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was. I
1: forgot all about that story because you have met a ton. Me being one of your best friends, uh, I've heard a lot of stories, that I forgot about that one. That was a good
0: one. Yeah, yeah. So meeting the guitarist Slayer at an Applebee's in Orange County. Hard to top that one, but you guys can certainly try. Uh, we do want to hear from you, so go ahead and comment right now on our live Facebook mm-hmm. video. Tony, uh, anybody chime in on your end?
1: Yeah, I actually got quite a few here. Very cool. Uh, Lacey said, at um, at a festival in Kansas City, the lead singer of The Used, uh, and that's a rock band for those that don't know, uh, walked by, Michael jumped up and ran, while Bert was singing whatever he was singing, uh, my cool, calm, collected husband looked at him and said, I effin' love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was pretty cool. And then Mike chimed and said, I always like to retell Lacey about the time I met Terry Bradshaw. Anytime we see Terry Bradshaw on anything, because I met Terry bleepin' Bradshaw. <laughs>
0: now, and- he'd be a hoot to have a conversation with, too
1: oh wouldn't he though he'd be so cool i know i know my friend annie would be jealous on that one um <clears throat> Lacey, when she was 15 she told country singer linda davis that she got her haircut like her and hadn't done her hair like that day so it looked terrible <laughs> okay All right. that's a good one though Michael got a uh, piggyback ride from the lead singer of Alabama when he was a kid. <laughs> I remember him telling me that story. That's pretty cool.
0: I remember. Oh, hey, you, know,
1: you want to, you want, you want a piggyback ride? Uh, <laughs> then Mike says, remember that time we met Volbeat? Just take the picture. <laughs> yes. I remember Thomas, the unibrow. Unibrow. Pissed. <laughs> I try to get a picture with them and the camera wouldn't work. Just take Just take the picture. Um, They also, this one made me laugh, actually, when they texted this uh, while we were doing uh, one of the segments earlier. Uh, They did meet Rob Zombie. This was in Kansas City. It was an infamous show, infamous concert show. Um, Rob Zombie gave them S, so poop, basically, for being at the show for Volbeat. He was giving them a hard time for wearing the Volbeat shirt and stuff and then he kept telling them they're not here so <laughs> and uh and this was the funny lacy follows up and says when they met rob zombie and john five they asked them to do devil's rejects and he said Gingerfish doesn't know it was he doesn't know how to play the song devil's rejects because Gingerfish i guess had just joined the band at the time and then they both said f gingerfish,"
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and of course bella my niece uh she met uh, country singer legend bill anderson and they're they're actually he knows exactly who she is she's followed bill anderson since she was a young kid and uh he sends her things uh, albums autographs really? they were on a cruise and he's like i know this young lady he's brought her up and It's really cool, and I I like to tease Bella. I'm like, oh, so Bill Anderson, huh? She's like, stop, (laughs) don't stop. I don't even know who
0: Bill Anderson is. So uh, very cool, man.
1: Bill Anderson, dude, he's tight with Taylor Swift. I always try to get Bella to ask her friend Bill if. Bill could like hook up Taylor's phone number for Uncle Tone. I I've tried this; it has not worked. It
0: hasn't happened yet.
1: Oh. No, I've reached out. I've 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 put it out there in the universe. I've tried to put a premonition that uh, <laughs> that uh, I'll, I'll get to uh, hang with Tay Tay. You know.
0: Well, and even if it didn't work out, maybe you get a song written about you.
1: That's it's, it's the goal, man. To go through the journey. I don't know if it's a a week journey of dating, but I'm cool with that. You know.
0: Exactly. I Uh, just
1: want her to write my name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, folks, we still have about five minutes left. So uh, if you do want to chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio, go ahead and let us know what your in real life celebrity (laughs) encounters are. Now, uh, again, I could go on for days, but you know what? I want to save this material for later on because we may revisit it. So in the meantime, I've got a list here of people who have had their in real life celebrity encounters. For instance, uh, This person who said uh, they were doing lines with Rob Lowe. Not those kinds of lines, though. My parents were on vacation in Sardinia and staying at the same hotel as Rob Lowe. My mom saw him in the cabana next to theirs where he was practicing lines off a script. She went up to him to ask if he needed help learning his lines, and to her surprise, he said yes. My mom left my dad alone for hours during their romantic vacation to help Rob Lowe. Afterwards, he invited them and our entire family to see his play which the script was for my mom still talks about it to this day that's kind of a cool encounter you know it's one thing just to say you're a fan but to actually help somebody out and help them learn their lines that's sort of taking that to the next level
1: yeah that's really cool i would know, have what, what a dream come true that's an opportunity right there yeah. especially that's a nice shot in the dark you know what i mean that's uh swing for the fences you know it's like I told uh our friend Denny when we were at Disney World the uh, the YouTube uh which a lot of YouTubers know him Tim Tracker he's a big Disney guy um and uh obviously that was the big thing everyone wanted to see Tim Tracker that night at Disney World we knew he was there and Denny was hesitant to go talk to he's like I don't know man I I, I don't know I'm like Dude, just go ask him if you can go take a picture with him. Like, the worst thing he tells you is no. Right. That That's it. He'll just tell you, nah. But, you know, he did, and that what a fun, memorable night for all of us, you know. I mean, uh, I'm not the biggest Tim Tracker fan. Like, I watch his videos and stuff, but, you know, it is cool because – You know, like my cousin's a big Tim Tracker guy. So when I was like, well, my friends have been in his videos. And she's like, really? So well,
0: and that's the thing, you know, big thing
1: in the Disney community, man,
0: what might be a huge celebrity to one person is a complete unknown to somebody else. And so, uh, you know, those those levels of excitement, uh, you know, they 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 run the gamut of, uh, you know, being able to have a casual conversation with someone to uh, 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 I like your work. You know, just not knowing what to say to a celebrity. even It though was kind of like when we
1: were in uh, high school and you had the opportunity to go meet a uh, Static X. Like, mm-hmm. that was probably you before you met any celebrities. That was, like, your thing. And I remember, like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, uh, what, what do you do? I remember you being so excited. That was a world of uh, where phones were just now coming out and texting was, like, wasn't what it was. You had to have it down, like okay i have to hit the one three times I have right. the two, you know. that <laughs> so I hit in the ass. yeah
0: yeah but then uh being around so many of them over the years it, it's one of those things where you know i i don't ask for autographs i don't ask for selfies it's just you know they're they're trying to live their lives and you know they get that all day every day so to me it's just like you know what i'd rather remember the experience of meeting them than actually you know trying to to get any of those things from right.
1: I don't usually go for the autograph. I now I do go for the picture because I like to have that. You never know one day this old Naga might shut off, so it's good <laughs> to have things like that. Then you know it's a good conversation piece on my little geeky table over here. It's me exactly. and Kevin.
0: Moving on with in real life celebrity encounters, you have uh, this lady who put. I was at a party in West Hollywood and bumped into Miley Cyrus in the bathroom. She was fixing her skirt and lifted it up to fix her underwear, inevitably showing her butt. When she looked at me, she laughed and said, what, it's not like you haven't seen it before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think we That's all That's pretty have. damn funny. <laughs> and then I think we've got time for one more. This person who had a run-in with, well, Gary Busey, said, I went to karaoke one night at Cafe Habana in Malibu, and I was trying to leave the DJ booth where the song selection book was. Gary Busey cornered me and said, you will never sing Garth Brooks again, and wouldn't leave me until I agreed. I mean, that—that that sounds about as Gary Busey as you can get. Uh, if he doesn't hey, like do the
1: big teeth, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the there, he is your trip, man. Oh, I don't. I
0: would not want to be cornered by Gary Busey. Who no, me either. Actually,
1: Gary Busey's the one where I would just keep going. I wouldn't attempt to talk to Gary Busey.
0: No, no not so much.
1: <laughs> I'm such a jerk.
0: <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the inter- interactive portion of today's show where we were talking interactive. about... Interactive. I know. In real life, celebrity <laughs> encounters. Tomorrow, we've got uh, gaming on the go. That could be on Ooh. the go if you're going to the bathroom or if you're headed out. What's the best mobile game that you're playing right now? So uh, it should be a lot of fun. Folks, when we come back, we've got our uh, a recurring segment. Whatever happened to the cast of? Well, you are got to come back to find out. So uh, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Here we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, November 16th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever a voicemail. You know how it works. You leave a message after after the beep. Don't even have to worry about human interaction. Uh, For instance, maybe you want to uh, share your in real life celebrity encounter or you want to chime in for tomorrow's call-in topic, which is gaming on the go. What's the best mobile game that you are playing right now? And of course, you have the added bonus if you do call in and chime in for that. You are entered in to win our Phoenix Fan Gear monthly giveaway where we will pull a name from somebody who has chimed in um, and provide you guys with some Phoenix fan gear a uh, Phoenix hat a Phoenix shirt maybe some other odds and ends some little goodies but uh, in any case the number for the Phoenix line is 855 Phoenix radio that's 855 F E N I X R D O or 855 336-4973 all we ask is that you keep it entertaining we will compile those together and put them out in a future show Now, next up, we've got a new installment of something we've been doing here recently. Whatever happened to the cast of, and in today's case, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: Excellent!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music, came out recently. Uh, Tony and I are both (laughs) of the same mind that uh, didn't really live up to the previous two. Maybe it was just Mm -hmm. too long between between sequels. it wasn't great. You know, we watched it to the end just to say we watched it, but uh, it is one of those movies that we probably would have 20 minute ruled. Had it been anything. else. (laughs) But you know what? Bill and Ted's excellent adventure was a fantastic movie. We all know what happened to Keanu Reeves. He's had a huge career, but the rest of the cast, you know, they've, they've fallen into a little bit of obscurity. And so I wanted to go through what happened to them. Tony, real quick, your thoughts on Bill and Ted three
1: man i think i when i went into it i kind of knew it wouldn't be it i was worried it was going to fall into the dumb and dumber two, and you know a lot of these sequels that wait too damn long to do it to do it and then when it happens it just is kind of falls flat so i went in with a little low expectations but i really was annoyed by some of it like was there funny parts yeah there was right. some good cameos in there like the dave Grohl part was great there was some good things about it but i really just felt like they did the old adage they took uh took familiar characters a familiar story through in the fact they had kids to kind of branch off so they could make it a new franchise for today but they needed to bridge the gap they did the whole force awakens things they recycled the story of one elements of two and tried to put it together for this third one and for the world's greatest song to unite everybody I mean, it was not a good song it wasn't and it great just, yep. I didn't like it I really did not like it
0: <laughs> well if you guys skip that one that's fine you can always go back and watch the original of course you know Keanu Reeves played Ted Theodore Logan but your other uh, main character Bill as Bill S. Preston Esquire was whoa playing. Bill <laughs> was played by Alex Winter. Now, Bill may not have been uh, become as famous as his bandmate Ted, but Alex Winter has certainly carved out an interesting career for himself. Before he met Napoleon and made friends with Abe Lincoln, Winter was possibly better known actor than Reeves, having performed on Broadway as a child and starred in the hit 1987 dark vampire comedy The Lost Boys. That's the one I really remember him from. Following yeah. his excellent adventure, Winter shifted his film aspirations from in front of the camera to behind it. He wrote and directed comedies like The Idiot Box, as well as the 1993 cult film Freaked and the 1999... That's a
1: weird movie, man. <laughs> yeah. There was this scene in there where uh, Gumby is doing this uh, adult activity and then he's like, I'm almost done Pokey! <laughs> and it was funny. I remember that as a kid and I didn't know what the hell he was doing until I was older. I go, Holy crap. Gumby was, uh, <laughs> he was born <blowing> a Herman. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know, there's just kids watching. So I'm not going to say what it is. I don't want no parents to have to explain what the hell that Gumby was right. doing.
0: I forgot about that. Uh, he also, uh, directed the 1999 psychological thriller fever before turning his attention to documentaries. He's found plenty of success there with 2012's Downloaded, chronicling the history of file-sharing program Napster. He dipped his toe back into acting with a small role in the 2013 film Grand Piano, starring Elijah Wood and John Cusack. And then 2015 saw him direct Deep Web, a documentary exploring the Internet, drug trade, Bitcoin, and digital rights narrated by none other than Keanu Reeves. So it sounds like he's had a, a good career behind the camera. Not so much in front. Yeah,
1: he, he recently did a child uh, child star documentary that was uh, like within the last year, and it was actually really good.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. It is on my list to watch, but there's so many yeah. things to to try and catch like up he's, on.
1: Like he and what's good too is just because he's behind it, it's not like he pours himself out to put it in. Like freaked, he was the star in it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but uh, for the documentary, like he, I you know, I don't think he was in the documentary. Like other than the fact they just directed it, like he never popped up in
0: it. So interesting. Yeah, worth checking out. Well, moving on with whatever happened to the cast the cast of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: Excellent!
0: (laughs) Probably the second biggest name to come out of that was stand-up comedian George Carlin as Rufus. Fun fact, James Bond might have played Rufus, a man from twenty-six eighty-eight, who traveled to San Dimas in 1988 to help Bill and Ted pass their history class. If he doesn't succeed, the pair won't form the band Wild Stallions, whose music somehow becomes the basis for the future Earth utopia Rufus calls home. Sean Connery was considered for the role, but it ended up going to legendary stand-up comedian George Carlin, thanks to the film's producers, who had worked with him on 1987's Outrageous Fortune. Carlin is best known for his stand-up bit Seven Dirty Words, which was the subject of a Supreme Court case when it was broadcast by a radio station in New York. He worked steadily through the 1980s producing new stand up specials and albums. He eventually branched out into meteor film and television roles, which led him to Bill and Ted. Next, Carlin took over the role of Mr. Conductor from Ringo Starr on Shining Times, Time Station, the show that gave us Thomas the Tank Engine. I huh, didn't know that.
1: He I didn't left know that
0: after five years to write and star in his own series, The George Carlin Show. He returned to stand-up tours due to tax issues and a decision he would later say he was glad he had made, though it got off to a rough start. In 2004, a stint at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas led to Carlin berating his audience members so harshly all future shows were canceled and Carlin entered rehab. The following year, he said in his ABO special, Life is Worth Losing, that he had 341 days sober. Following years of heart issues, George Carlin died of cardiac arrest at the age of 71. So, a great comedian, obviously not mm-hmm. without his issues, but uh, probably one of the best of all time.
1: Yeah, I liked his cameos, like, in the Kevin Smith movies, like, especially Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, sure, you do it. If it gets you the next step, I'm willing to do that. I'm not going to quote exactly what he said. <laughs> and rules of road will get you everywhere you go. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: Moving on with uh, whatever happened to the cast of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: Excellent!
0: (laughs) Probably one of the best characters to come out of history was Napoleon. Of course, you have actor Terry Camilleri, who played that role. Of course, who could forget Tammy Camilleri's comedic turn as Napoleon in *Bell and Ted 3? Camilleri had bit parts in both films and television uh, before his stint in San Dimas, showing up briefly in Superman 3 and Hill Street Blues. Following his work at Bill & Ted, he continued that trend with parts in NYPD Blue, The Truman Show, and JAG. His comedic chops came in handy when he played another historical figure, namely history itself, in a series of Nike adverts tied to the 2006 FIFA World Cup featuring Australian player Joga Bonito. More recently, he's guest starred on the Western crime drama Longmire, which was canceled by A&E following the end of its third season, but found a second life on Netflix. He also had a role in Oddball and The Penguins, a film based on a real dog who saved a penguin colony. Huh? Camilleri is very active on Facebook and posted a picture of him hanging out with the former co-star Alex Winter in 2017. So uh, good to see that Napoleon's still getting work.
1: I didn't even realize he was in the third one.
0: Hmm. Uh, That's so how much I paid attention. Yeah. Maybe he had just a, a brief little cameo.
1: If he was, I missed it. But then again, most of the other people other than uh Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, man, I didn't even recognize, you know, and, right. well, <laughs> death. You know, William Sadler is death. I Obviously him. Right, but Die Hard everybody too Everybody else, I was just kind of like, huh?
0: Yeah, and I'm going to post this on our Facebook page so you guys can catch up with all of the actors that were in there. But uh, you know what? Let's uh, close out with my favorite of the princesses, Kimberly Cates as Princess Elizabeth. Now, Kimberly Cates was lured to Hollywood at the age of 19 after winning a modeling contest she'd previously been studying pre-med. Playing the part of Princess Elizabeth in Bill & Ted was actually her first film role, and she said uh, she lacked the confidence she would develop in later years. Like her fellow Princess Joanna, Kate's primarily worked in television following Bill and Ted, performing guest roles on some of the most beloved shows of the 1990s, Seinfeld, The Wonder Years, The Larry Sanders Show, and Charmed. In the early 2000s, she moved into film development, and by 2005, she'd become vice president of Big Screen Entertainment Group. The company started out as a production company, and then I created a distribution division, Kate said, in 2015. These efforts led her to become CEO of the company. One of her early production credits for big screen was 2006's Forget About It. The film starred Burt Reynolds as a man living in a retirement Forget village who develops a crush on his neighbor, neighbor played by Raquel Welch, before discovering a stash of mob money. So it uh, sounds like she's had uh, quite the career, but... Uh, like I said, I'm going to post this up. It covers all of the major actors and uh, characters she, that they played.
1: She even did an interview on Jimmy's show on Pop Culture
0: Kaboom. That she did. So uh, that one's worth going back and checking out and uh, finding out more about whatever happened to the cast of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. Yay! Now, folks, when we come back, we are headed into the fourth and final segment of the second hour of the show. That means it's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmedia radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the show. Not before we drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you chuckle at the same time with this day in history. However, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, Click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeartDozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a God? God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, i don't
1: he, know if an gets you a yay or nay but of course i think it's where a god
0: okay is okay <laughs> um-kay folks, is okay while you are there be sure to subscribe that way you always have the latest episode leave a review let us know what you think and tell your friends because why tony sharing is caring sharing is caring folks as we do each and every day we're gonna drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. for the stories that the world its head. It's This Day in History, correspondence the Christian Phoenix. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> All right, uh, this day in the year 13, yes, just 13. General well, it was a great year. It was G- the 13th year. It was. General James Tiberius Kirk, oh, no, no, no just General Tiberius, his triumphant procession through Rome after the siege of Germany I didn't even realize that Germany was a uh a, a unified country at that point, but apparently it was and that's where uh Captain Kirk got his middle name from was general Tiberius There you go this so date in fifteen thirty two let's see if I can try and avoid philippoing these yeah. Spanish conquistador Francisco Pizarro captures Inca Emperor Atahualpa after a surprise ambush at Cajamarca in Peruvian Andes. It seems like just didn't a lot it of... It
1: sounded like you did pretty good. I think I did
0: all right. I, yeah, I, mean, I
1: think you did all right with that. You didn't chupa the burrow there, buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1581, Tsar Ivan the Terrible attacks his son and heir Ivan Ivanovich, with a scepter after an argument leading to the latter's death three days later. Boy, that no wonder he has the nickname Ivan the Terrible.
1: You don't like me! Down! You dented my scepter, you son of a bitch! (laughs) That's so violent.
0: I know. I bet he
1: wishes he had a time machine like he could look he knew what time travel was to go back and not hit his son with a scepter.
0: <laughs> and of all names Ivan of Ivanovich that'd be like Tony
1: Ivan Ivanovich my dad's Ivan the terrible he hit me in the head here with a scepter that's why <laughs> that, I have this big knot this knot's like the size of New York it's huge
0: that'd be like having the name Anthony Anthonovich
1: yes my name is Anthony Anthonovich Sanfilippo the third the fourth the, fourth, the yeah. fifth and maybe the sixth
0: yeah not Pins. a not a whole lot of uh, imagination going into naming your kids there
1: no like George Foreman names every kid George. Right, right. Just yeah, name
0: George. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1835, extracts from Letters to Henslow, a collection of letters written by Charles Darwin during his voyage on the Beagle is published. And uh, I think we found out early on that the Beagle was the name of his ship, not a gigantic Beagle that he could ride. Even though well, that would I just be... picture
1: Carl Winslow riding a giant Beagle during that story. Didn't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know Urkel didn't do that, but uh, but I did picture Carl Winslow on there.
0: Right. nothing wrong with that. Moving on. This day, with in uh, 1901, Booker T. Washington and his family are invited to dine at the White House with Teddy and Edith Roosevelt, prompting the condemnation from the South. And God this, forbid that uh, you know Booker T. Washington was a black man being invited to dinner at the White House.
1: We'll see you five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion, Booker T, sucker.
0: (laughs) Uh, Different Booker (laughs) T.
1: (laughs) Can you dig it?
0: (laughs) Somehow I knew you were going there with that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, at least I didn't quote his famous line that he accidentally slipped.
0: Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you. (laughs) Sleep. This day in 1922, Ottoman Caliph... Sultan Mehmed the Sixth asked the British Army for help. Uh, for help, boy. Do it.
1: My, <laughs> My name is Khalif. I didn't mean to do it. it scared me. My thumb hit that. Do it.
0: Marking the, the end. name is Khalif. <laughs> Marking the end of the Ottoman Empire. Um, I had a furniture joke in there, but I screwed up that uh, that whole thing in there. So man, I'm, I'm not sure even going go to go Do it! <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> oh. This day in 1939, Al Capone is freed from Alcatraz jail. He didn't even have the help of Sean Connery. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, see, my name's Al Capone. Yeah, one day Geraldo's gonna expose my vault, see, and else gonna find us a jar of pickles. See, I'm gonna get the hell off this rock uh, without Sean Connery, see. You'll never take me alive, copper. Meh. <laughs> 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 uh, Meh. This day in
0: 1948, probably one of the most, uh, in retrospect, racist names for an uh, operation. Operation Magic Carpet begins with the first plane from Yemen carrying Jews to Israel.
1: Oof, yeah, that's <laughs> little of the races. He wants to ride the magic carpet. Uh, we're riding, baby. It's not like Aladdin, though. This magic carpet's not as cute. <laughs> this day in
0: 1957, American murderer and body snatcher Ed Gain kills his last victim. And if I remember correctly, his was the basis for... The Amityville Horror and I want to say Friday the 13th. Really? Yeesh. Yeah. Ed
1: Gaines, Psycho.
0: Oh, and Psycho. That was the other one. So yeah. it wasn't one of those other ones, but Psycho was one of those.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, wow. Isn't it weird? Sometimes Like people get the basis, like the inspiration based off real things. Like, yeah. And if well, that it, was real. We could kind of go that way, but we'll take it this way.
0: Well, and that's the thing. That's, that's when... Reality can be stranger and, in some cases, scarier than fiction. Right. All right. Uh, moving on. This day in 1962, Wilt Chamberlain of M- of the NBA uh, San Francisco Wilt the Stilt <laughs> San Francisco Warriors scores 73 points versus the New York Knicks. Of course, they later became the. Uh, the Golden Gold state. state Warriors not so much Yeah San which is
1: crazy they should have just kept it San Francisco I never really thought about that but when you hear the Golden State Warriors like it's a cool name but the fact is when you really think about it for uh, professional sports I everybody's got like either a city or a state name for their team and uh, while they say Golden State like it's not obviously a real state name or a city name. so Right, it's the state name. If you play in the heart of San Francisco, they're right down by AT&T Park and their new uh, compact center there. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like the ring of that, the San Francisco Warriors. I, I, I would probably go that because it's weird. they still San Francisco 49ers, but they don't play in San Francisco. They play in Santa Clara.
0: Right. <laughs> That's weird. Ah, Sports. Weird. Moving on this day in 1979, Paul McCartney releases probably his biggest standalone single, Wonderful Christmas, which obviously we're getting into the Christmas holidays now, and you will it's hear a wonderful that. wonderful
1: Christmas. Christian's going to put us on the day, this day in history one day. It's
0: gonna <laughs> and be a hit. We're going to hear that one over and over and over and over again. It's
1: a wonderful Christmas.
0: <laughs> you and me. This day in 1988, Robin Givens sues Mike Tyson for 125 million dollars for libel. Spinal,
1: yeah, the spinal broke my back. So I didn't, I didn't touch her. <laughs> the, the, that's crazy. I had a tiger, and uh, you know, she wanted it.
0: Uh, yeah, he had. Uh,
1: that downfall with robin Givens too um that's uh when nintendo had to drop him as the spokesperson they just re-released punch mike tyson's punch out as punch out because he was going through that big rape scandal and stuff and i don't obviously it turned out he didn't right like he was never obviously uh one of those like she eventually dropped it or something
0: yeah yeah, but, you know, it, it, it was enough to, uh, you know, sort of sully his name for, I mean, a couple decades. So uh, who knows what really happened? You know, he probably didn't have the best past and, and probably yeah, wasn't the you, nice you guy. Yeah, you would have told but, him
1: at that time when he's going through rape, it's like, don't worry, Mike, one day you're going to be in that this big hit movie called The Hangover. You're going to also have an uh, animated series where you're a detective in a detective agency.
0: With, with a pigeon sidekick. <laughs> with a pigeon
1: sidekick, yeah.
0: And you pho- totally would believe that, right? Right. And with the final minute, let's run down some, some of today's holidays before we let you go. Holidays! Today is National Loosen Up, Lighten Up Day. Celebrate! <laughs> Today is National American Teddy Bear Day. Oh, get yourself a teddy bear, Baby Oda. National Family PJ Day. Steven Tyler PJs.
1: Steven Tyler PJs.
0: National Seatbelt Day. Always wear your seatbelt. Always. Don't be a dummy. Bucklewood. National Spicy Guacamole Day, Operating Ole, Room, guacamole. Nurse Day, National Pickle Day, and Spirit of National Speakers Association Day, whatever that means, folks. Pickles and speakers. <laughs> ah, we will be back tomorrow on a Tuesday with Animal Tales as we do. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye.